do the trashy pulp novels of the world have anything to offer? Are bestsellers all they're hyped up to be? The Terrible Book Club explores whether or not you really can judge a book by its cover or its ridiculous synopsis. If you've ever seen a book and thought, ugh, who's reading this? We probably are. Hello and welcome to episode 130 of the Terrible Book Club. I'm Chris and this is Paris. <laughs> Hello. This time, uh, we read some book-like debris that I found in the bowels of an Amazon search, the criteria of which has been lost to time. Uh, we read two things today. Uh, the first one we read was Shannon's Book of One Quote by Shannon Little, which was a whopping $2.99 for a single quote on one page. <laughs> We also read Fastidious by Paul Richard Tash, published in July 2021. It was seven pages and 99 cents, which is overpriced. I'm dying of laughter. Hello. We just uh, read this seconds ago, Pat. Yeah, we read we... both of these <laughs> in under three minutes. This is the fast, this is Terrible Book Club speed runs. Yeah, so we had never done anything like this before where we had both read something at the same time immediately and then recorded the episode so we decided it would be fun to do that with some weird short book like things i i would hesitate to call these books they are not really books but you can purchase them in book form on amazon <laughs> so anyhow if this is your first time listening to the show what we do here at the terrible book club is we read books that we assume will be bad based on their cover, title, summary, or some combination of the three. And sometimes we read books that our patrons, listeners, or friends recommend. So we do the opposite of what most people do when they are looking to find something to read in a bookstore or on the internet. Uh, usually this results in a hilariously disappointing read, but, you know, once in a while we actually end up liking the book. Um, all right, so content warnings today. Uh, in addition to our usual barnyard language, today's episode includes discussion of uh, murderous robots. A brief mention of suicide, too. And um, vaginal napkins. Not, not, the kind, <laughs> not the kind, you know, I'm not talking about a pad. I'm talking about napkins in the shape of vaginas. Somehow yeah. that made it into a seven-page book. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Be, be warned. Be forewarned. Um, all right, Chris, uh, how about we're going to first talk. All right, we're, this is going to obviously we're discussing two pieces of book debris today. So uh, we're first going to discuss Shannon's book of one quote by Shannon Little. Notice we're really skipping over the summarizing the book part. Here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was going to say, is, is there actually a description in the Amazon store for that? Uh, let's take a look at that. No. Okay, Shannon's book of one quote. 
<laughs> Gotta say, the title really says it all. It is a book by Shannon, and it has one quote in it. So, unfortunately, <laughs> due to copyright law, <laughs> we can't, we can't actually read the quote. But I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do something I've never had to do in my life and paraphrase a very short quote. So, okay, let's see. All Can right, we do this, Paris. All right, so get. Give your goals your all immediately, because if you if you're not gonna do it now, then when are you gonna do it? Okay. Essentially, <laughs> essentially what the quote says, but not with those yeah, words. That's, that's sort of like reading, you know, the the subtext of the quote. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Paris, how about this? I am going to rephrase the quote. So line by line here, I'm going to give a different. There's four lines to this quote. Okay. Okay, here is my version of Shannon's one quote. Maybe later? What time? Falling. All the way. <laughs> also an acceptable version. <laughs> so, you know, I gotta say, well, part of me, I mean, you know, it's the show's money. It's all of you lovely patrons that, that pay for, you know, us to read a single quote for two ninety nine, but I, I gotta say The fucking Amazon Kindle app just asked me if I want to go back to the most recent page read in this book, Paris. <laughs> there's only one no, there's two pages. The the tie, the cover. And then the <laughs> Do you, page. Would you like the cover or the quote? That's, it. That's all you got. I know we have to scroll all the way back um, to get to the cover. <laughs> oh no. Um I gotta say, despite the fact Despite the fact that we had to pay two ninety nine for this, I I have to praise Shannon Little for being smart enough to trick people into paying two ninety nine to read this one quote. It seems so, like quite a few on- people paid two ninety nine, Paris, because there's um eighteen reviews. Or does Shannon Little have eighteen friends that really wanted to support her in 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 either doing this prank? <laughs> Or doing something that was, I don't know, maybe some kind of a confidence boost or something. <laughs> I don't know I'm what this is. the reviews. Please, okay. the reviews, Paris? Yeah, okay. Okay, so we're actually, for the first time ever, we have reviews that are individually longer than the book in question, than the work in question. Uh, sure, let's, let's hear those reviews, Chris. Who, who, who's uh, reviewing? Who's reviewing today? Uh, let's read Kevin C's review. It's the longest one, I think, that I see. Shannon did an amazing job with getting this book out there. <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> she overcame a huge obstacle and gained some amazing momentum moving into the future. What was the obstacle? Um, Clicking the, the publish button on Amazon? Oh, maybe the Maybe the obstacle was writing more than one sentence and she got over it by <laughs> just publishing one sentence. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to read a couple more here. Here is Amazon customer, five stars, way to step out there. Shannon took charge of the fear head on. Thank you for publishing and you have motivated me to face my fears. Four people found this helpful. <laughs> what? Okay, okay this- now... All right. I, I want to read you my favorite review first. I'm sorry okay. to interrupt you, but I have to read you my favorite review first. No, it's fine. Go ahead. It's by Terry Wilson. Five stars. Motivating. I really enjoy things that make us think. 
It makes me consider the author, their mindset, their fears, desire, and the willpower to jump. I... Okay, alright. There are only two possibilities here. Either this is a prank, like an ingenious, silly <laughs> scheme to make $3 every couple of days, or it is to um, someone who really maybe needed to, like, do something to build their confidence and this was it and they have a lot of supportive friends but i feel like we live in a hell world so i'm gonna say it's probably the first one yeah i'm gonna say that i really like the phrasing on that review of the willpower to jump as if you're standing on the precipice on the edge of a tall cliff and shannon's one quote gave you the willpower <laughs> to end it all finally <laughs> the willpower to jump right yeah, I, I, yeah, uh, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's bad advice. If, Ooh. if, is it bad advice to do the I thing mean, you really want to do in me, like right now? That's basically the advice we're being given and to yeah. commit to it and to commit to it, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I think it's okay advice as long as that doesn't put you in like danger or um there's oh in the reviews down low it seems to mention there's a youtube channel by the name of lewis hose house who talked about this book and that's where some of these reviews are coming from okay the the it goes deeper okay there's also one troubling review that i have to point out here paris <laughs> okay sure um, it might alter your opinion of what's happening here. It's Kitty Curtain, five stars, go Shannon, go. I love your first book. I bet you have three more years in you now. Oh. I'm looking forward to reading them. Oh, no. Uh, okay, so maybe option two was correct. It could possibly oh. be the thing here. Maybe this is somebody with like a, a really debilitating illness and there's they're like trying to live in the moment. Oh fuck! Oh, that's just now. I feel bad. <laughs> now I feel sad. Um, like, but how are we supposed to know this? And like, someone just stumbling upon this wouldn't have that context, right? Like, there's not a forward. Right. There's no description. Yeah, I don't. So when it's just out there, how are we supposed? Like, we're not getting any of that. If that's the let's say that's the case, and we're a couple of jerks here right now saying, haha, this funny quote by someone that, you know, might have had to go through a lot just to put this one book out. We have no way of knowing that. Yeah, I mean, this is effectively a tweet with a cup. This is a tweet with an yes. image attached to it. So yes, that, that, that we're being charged $3 for. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I'm not... I'm not... Yeah, I agree that the lack of context makes it feel like a joke when it might actually be someone with the intention to like inspire other people and and I don't know this was their very kind of unorthodox way of showing that they overcame some sort of adversity but yeah devoid of context I mean it doesn't it doesn't really have that effect um 
if you had put that in the description, perhaps, or let me know, like, hey, I've been going through some tough times and this quote has helped me, I would have something more to go by. This is the rare case where I would like a little bit more background on the author and how they chose to wrote this book this one way, because I need it for something so thin, right? Well, yeah, and I mean, why charge two ninety nine for it? Why not make it free? Plenty of things on Kindle are free. I don't. Do they need to raise money? If they do need to raise money, you should perhaps let me know. Yeah, ah, this is perplexing. I don't. I don't. I, I'm now leaning towards thinking that this is not a joke, and this is actually tied to someone's like serious long-term illness or perhaps some other kind of devastating uh or difficult trial and i yeah it's just very it's a strange way to uh strange way to kind of tell people that i guess but you're not telling them anything <clears throat> yeah you're just putting out this one inspirational quote and getting the three dollars for it which I, like, as you put it, is that necessary? Why not put it out for free or write a blog or just, like, tell your story on that dude's YouTube channel? Or get a Twitter account and tweet it every <laughs> day. Mean, just tweet the same quote every day. It'll reach people. It'll reach people. I mean, actually, I agree. I think that actually would be more effective. Yeah, I... I don't know. So, I would not recommend this book. No. Um, and how I would fix it would be to provide some context, or, I don't know, maybe write a few more quotes and at least call it a book of poetry? Because the quote sure. is written in kind of... It's written in... It's, it's structurally set up sort of like a poem. So to me, you know, maybe just write a few, write a few dozen of those and be like, it's my book of poems about trying and not giving up and going for what you want. I mean, I'm not like, you know, I'm not really into that, like, in intense positivity shit, but some people are. I can get behind it sometimes. So, yeah, I mean, if if you're going to put something out for two ninety nine, just just give me like a just give me some more quote poems and I would maybe accept that. Uh, but this is a little light and also without any context, it's effectively meaningless um, <laughs> exactly right and yeah if it's like a lot of effort for you to come up with the quotes or poetry perhaps collect an anthology of some stuff your very supportive friends might want to say about you or for you because if you have this network of supportive people here as the reviews might suggest maybe collecting their thoughts would be something that could add an additional crumb of anything. I mean, this is a meager meal to begin with, which yeah. I understand if you have other shit to deal with. And the point of the book is like, hey, it all coalesces down to this one idea for me at this point. Cool, but like, surround it with something. Yeah, just on its own. This is, this is really just pointless. I don't get it. Paris, would <sighs> you have a book of one quote? What quote would that be? I guess, yeah. Well, I was going to ask you that too. What would your, what would your, what would Chris's book of one quote be, and what would Paris's book mm. of one quote be? Mm. What would my one quote be? Oh, this is hard. I don't think. I, I think, think I have a quote. I think okay. I have a quote. I think too much for for one quote. So hit me. My one quote would be, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll try again. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, very similar pretty, to Shannon's. Yeah, pretty similar to Shannon's, I have to say. Just a little bit more um, uh, blue in flavor, let's say. Well, yours is about trying again rather than starting fresh. So Yes. Um, the continuation of Shannon's one quote. She's yeah. inspired me, Paris. Yes. She's accomplished her goal. Oh, um, Good job, Shannon. Or is Shannon literal just just an alias for Terriblo? In oh, our no. world. Oh <sighs> no. Yeah. He's only got three more years though, apparently. That's yeah, that one. Yeah. There's definitely someone like trying to do something I don't know, like courageous or hard for them. So I feel a little bad, but it it is really meaningless without the context. I'm sorry. It it's kind of hard to I mean, yeah, we're we're doing what other people would do that don't know Shannon. If you're putting it onto a public platform, yeah, this is what would happen. And if you have no, if I have to dig into the reviews and someone had to say <laughs> something about it, then we don't have that context in the work on its own. And maybe you don't want that context. And if you don't want that context, that's how people would react. Yeah. Um. I don't know what Paris's book one quote would be. Um. <clears throat> I guess it might be <laughs> my my book of one quote would be do the thing, but not that thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a little it, vague, but it, no. I guess I guess it would just be <clears throat> yeah. It's not. I guess in this in the spirit of Shannon Little, it's not very uh, directly helpful. But <clears throat> the context I can provide is that it's about. Uh, thinking you're making the right decision, but actually making the wrong one. <laughs> so, not very inspiring, but <laughs> well, I guess I guess you should be a cautionary tale. Actually, I, in I two guess, lines. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I I can't. It is an ode to your overthinking. That's true. I am too long. Yeah, I, that's really what it is. I am too long winded to distill how I feel about everything into one quote, or like to distill my most important sentiment into one quote, but. Yeah, I guess it would be like just make sure if you're overthinking, you're overthinking about the right things to overthink about, like big life decisions and not like little things. Because I definitely get hung up like overthinking about really small, insignificant things. Like, uh-huh. dis- decision paralysis over back that decision paralysis over like <clears throat> oh no. I'm about to run out of conditioner. I should buy more. Oh no, but what conditioner? And then I read like 300 conditioner reviews and then I've run out of conditioner and I still don't have conditioner. And then I'm, I have too many options that I freak out and just buy one because I, which, which I could have done before, right? I could have just randomly bought one. <laughs> if only you went to Shannon's store of one conditioner. <laughs> Shannon's store of one conditioner. Oh, this is right. Shannon's brand from here on out. She just has things that are one thing. I I think this is the most I've ever talked about one fucking sentence in my life. Actually, no, that's <laughs> that's a lie. I used to study Western philosophy. Never mind. <laughs> that's, that's definitely a lie. Um, is that what this is, Paris? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so why don't we move on to the other book? <laughs> 
Yeah, so the other book we read tonight together um, is, is Fastidious by Paul Richard Tash. This was, uh, you know, 99 cents for seven pages, which seemed like more of a deal than Shannon's <laughs> book. Um, it was published in July 2021. So this is really recent. Uh, this mm-hmm. <clears throat> Fastidious book was published just a few months ago just last year so um mm, obviously self-published um i i gotta say the cover really grabbed me so you know when somebody doesn't um doesn't enlarge an image to scale and it gets warped because you know they like pull the right side too much or the you know they they fuck with the enlargement of a photo, so then you know it's just like out of all out of sorts. Somebody basically did that to pictures. We have the cover of this book doesn't have the title. It's just a picture of a stove with some food in it, um, a cartoon robot, and then a kind of darkly lit restaurant booth and they're all just kind of squished on top of each other so just just stacked all together really weird not not sure they're going for there book summary is lemto inherits his deceased grandpa's gourmet restaurant fastidious and artificial intelligent robots with reluctance Lemto's roommate, Horb, convinces him to take the chance of opening and operating the restaurant so he'll receive $5 million after one year. The artificial intelligent robots begin fastidious, then something happens. Okay. So, you know what that description reminds me of? What does it remind you of? The woman you marry. Oh. Oh, you're so right. It <laughs> oh my re- god, it's <laughs> I I can't tell if this is the woman you marry or this is AI generated. I think it's AI generated personally after reading it, but we can talk about it. So, all right. So our characters are Lemto, Horb, <laughs> which are definitely two human names uh, that people have, <laughs> and then... Um, the five robots that work at the restaurant. Oh, also Lemto's grandpa. Who He's I dead, don't, though. He doesn't count. I don't think he gets a name. Just grandpa. He He's just grandpa. Um, the five robots are named Roby Chef, um, Don Dishwasher, Roberta Waitress, Johnny Janitor, and Kelly Cashier. And so, in this literary minefield of a story, <laughs> um, we have Lemto's grandpa uh, leaves him uh, sort of this like video game will where he <laughs> essentially has to um in order in order to obtain. Oh, Grandpa Simon. In order to get Grandpa Simon's um, 
Mega Millions lottery check for $5 million, Lemto has to successfully operate his grandpa's restaurant for one year. I don't know why you would gamify your will, but I <laughs> I guess here we are. Like, Evan, you ever hold, heard about you got to live in the house for one night and you get the house? That, that old chestnut. Yeah, but this is like way more involved. This is running a gourmet. <laughs> it's a gourmet restaurant, too. The fun thing is that it's a gourmet restaurant with a drive-thru. Because, <laughs> you know. I mean, I kind of honestly like that be down. That's kind of what happened during the pandemic. Like there were these really nice sit down places that you could just go pick up from the, and it was fucking, I gotta say big fan of gourmet drive through. Um, I loved it. Yeah. Same. So, you know, all these details are kind of weird, but you're like, whatever. I mean, you know, we've all watched like knives out or, or some other sort of game, sort of gamified will situation. I've watched the clue movie. The clue. Yeah. Watched. I've, I've clued. I've, uh, I've hit somebody over the head with a candlestick in a library. Um, <laughs> you know. So, you're like, whatever, Paris. That doesn't sound too weird. But le- but this, the, the form that this story takes, I would say is non-Euclidean. Uh, yeah. You know, otherworldly, uh, perhaps. Yes. <laughs> so- it's certainly not our world. Because how about Paris? Can you? Read the paragraph where Lemto and Horb are talking about making the robots look like them. Yes. Okay. It, the two, so Lemto and his roommate Horb uh, have decided that they're going to take, you know, they're going to take up Grandpa Simon on his offer and they go to the restaurant to turn on the robots because they have obviously been powered down since Grandpa Simon's been gone. Um, and they say, we forgot to activate their voices, Lemto said. Lemto and Horb press the voice mode button on the e-bots, short for employee bots. The e-bots introduce themselves. Roby chef sounds like Gordon Ramsay. Roberta waitress sounds like a female Shin Miyazaki. I don't know who that is. Don dishwasher sounds like Anthony Bourdain. Johnny janitor sounds like Carl Reed from the movie The Breakfast Club. Also no idea. And Kelly cashier sounds like Madonna. Lemto whispers to Horb. My grandpa had unusual tastes in voices. I think we should reprogram their voices to sound mechanical, more robotic. And the more I think about it, the more I think the robots should look like us, the owners of the restaurant. Horb smirks and says, Can you really imagine robots sporting our looks? Your milky paint hair color, blue tomato eyes, and slender six-foot body. And my charcoal clay hair, raspberry red eyes, and medium five-foot six body. Plus, how would we re-engineer the robots to look like my 29 and your 31 years of age? I think we should go with it and let the chips fall where they may. Okay, so that's not people, <laughs> right? Yes, yeah, so we got we got milky paint hair. I don't paint can be any color. So like I don't milky paint, I guess oh an eggshell. Milk paint. Eggshell. Yeah, okay. And then so you get eggshell hair and then blue tomato eyes. <laughs> You know, those blue tomatoes. You know, the blue ones. Uh, and then, you know, charcoal clay hair. I mean, I don't, I can't These even... are not hair-like materials No, and then, and then raspberry red eyes. That's, that's confusing. So I don't know if this is like alien. These are aliens? I mean, Lemto and Horb certainly don't sound like human names. Okay, so maybe, sure. maybe these are aliens. 
but the Gordon Ramsay, like those are human voices. And at one point in the story, they talk about having a Brahms piece playing in the restaurant. Look, man, maybe their interdimensional TV is stuck <laughs> on the human channels. Like, I don't, I don't know. That's my explanation. Uh, Paris, I'm very interested. I'm very interested in robot Gordon Ramsay kitchen nightmares. Oh, um. Draw. I've eaten this. <laughs> what are you? An idiot sandwich. And then it just stabs you slowly because <laughs> it's a fucking robot. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Lemto and Horrid power with the robots. They decide, you know, we're going to get this restaurant thing a go. They get their first couple customers. Their first customers order marinated grilled tofu a la king and tempa wine. I, you know, if you don't know what tempa is, it's it's a fermented soybean, a dried fermented soybean, like meat substitute, mostly used for fake bacon and, you know, some other things. It doesn't make a wine. You wouldn't want to make a wine out of that. I <laughs> Is it like hmm. the runoff from the creation process of making tempa? I, I mean, I guess it is a fermented legume, so... You could have some kind of juice that would probably fuck you up a little bit, but like it's not gonna taste good. I mean, you really want to get fucked up? Have some tempo wine, Paris. Now I gotta, I got All right, I I know that this is like some AI nonsense, but now I gotta look this up because like <laughs> you gotta did find that, that like you want to get trashed? That, Do you want to get hammered, Paris? Have no. some tempo wine. No, that's not a thing. What is Ala King actually? I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna look that up because. I don't remember what that is. Uh, oh, it's like a cream sauce. Oh, tofu and a cream sauce. Ugh. Oh, that would be fucking nasty. You're ordering that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, so later on, the robots like fuck up the orders, right? And they give them weird shit. It's like, oh, I wanted a beer, not a deer. I wanted pie, not a fly. And it feels like this is already the fucked up orders. If like you're ordering tempo yeah. wine and, and creamy and tofu. Tofu a la king. That just sounds fucking nasty. Um, and then there's like in the drive through the orders are garlic truffle fries, sticky apple and soy glaze and koya soda. I don't know. What koya. I think it's cola soda, Paris, with a K. No, no, Chris, that's an I. I know you probably oh. can't tell. That's K-O-I-A. Okay. Um, okay. And then their parents order spicy Chinese eggplant with Szechuan sauce with chilies and peanuts. I mean, that sounds delicious. That's normal. That's the most normal thing I've seen. But then soybean souffle soda. <laughs> I mean, you know. How do you souffle a soybean? I don't know. <laughs> Soy milk is good, but like a soy souffle soda. I'm, yeah, I don't know about How do you that. souffle a soda? How do you soda souffle is really what's happening here. <laughs> I mean. How do you soy a so Well, a soy soda, I think, could be kind of reasonable, maybe. Uh, I mean, it'd be like milky and carbonated, which is kind of a weird combination. That's, I've definitely seen Japanese drinks that are something like that. Yeah, not my favorite, but I I don't know. It it just doesn't It's really seem the souffle right. part that I'm yeah. having a hard time with. Yeah, so for the first three weeks, everything goes well at the restaurant. And then, you know, and then this story just really started to take some turns into other dimensions entirely. <laughs> so it was already fucking bizarre. But then on page six, um, 
I'm just gonna read. I'm just gonna read this in chapter chapter four. Talk about a book that doesn't need chapters. <laughs> this is it. It says him. Lempto, wearing a concerned look on his face, says to Horb, "There's a complication. Our customer demographic changed from married couples and families to single, young, and LGBTQ customers." I'm not complaining, but I want all customers to frequent fastidious and enjoy their eating experience. I don't understand why married couples and families stopped coming. I didn't hear any customer complaints. Did you, Horb? Horb answers, no. Lemto says, we must find out the reason otherwise fastidious won't profit and we'll go out of business. Horb interrupts and finishes Lemto's sentence. And you won't receive $5 million next year. Lemto says, I couldn't have said it better myself. So... There's just this, like, random thing about, like, oh, no, all of our customers are single and queer now. Why did this happen? And that is just the most AI-written shit in the world because no... I gotta agree, right? (laughs) Like, there's something just so out of nowhere about that. No human being would write a book where it was like, oh, oh, no, all of a sudden all of our customers are queer and single, like, I and young. I Why would your customers suddenly change like that i what and and if they well, did the reason there's a reason given was there a reason given it's the napkins paris the napkin oh, oh my god i forgot that's right okay and then so now that now the things you know you're in like the the fucking fourth dimension well we're about to go into the fifth dimension because <laughs> Get ready, on page it. seven um they, you know, they decide, they're like, well, let's ask all the customers if there's a specific reason that's, like, attracting them to the restaurant. You know, basically, let's survey the customers and find out why they're all <laughs> young and single and queer. Uh, Lemto, upset and disappointed, says to Horb, we didn't reprogram the e-bots to make different shaped napkins, especially the inappropriate type they made. Horb tries to look on the bright side and says... One mistake isn't the end of the world. Look at the new happy customers. We can't make every customer happy. Lemto, concerned, asks Horb for clarification. Are you telling me that you're okay with the e-bots changing the elegant pink tulip flower-shaped napkin to the female V-shape? Horb answers, if the customers are happy. Lemto, Lemto now agitated says, this unprogrammed unprofessional behavior is unacceptable. Uh... It, it, <sighs> Yeah, so they then decide to keep the... So, to be clear, the robots at first, the first three weeks, uh, were shaping the pink napkins into tulips. And now, they've made them into vaginas. <laughs> the female V. The female the V shape. Um, and they decide, we'll, we'll give the vaginal... Vaginal? We'll give the <laughs> vagina napkins a week. And if anyone complains... And we'll change it. And they're like, well, why would the robots change that without being reprogrammed? And they said, they, you know, I don't know. Um, but so, but that's not really connected to the sudden young single queer demographic. It's just, it just comes after it, but it's not connected at all. Um, well, they did the survey, Paris, and they said, well, we really like these vagina napkins. No, nobody said that, Chris. Oh. 
<laughs> okay. That's well, then I'm not, just I, desperately clawing for any sort of connective <laughs> tissue here. Yes, you are. And also, this book is written in a very confusing and terrible way. So, um, eventually, the, you know, the, the robots start acting up more. So, first they start with vaginal napkins, and then they move to giving people deers instead of beers, and a, a hamburger is not a hamburger. And, um, and then, you know, they have to close the restaurant down. Uh, and then the uh, Lemto and Horb start yelling at the robots. I mean, why you would do that, I don't know. Because, uh, you know, we've never established before that they were like conversational robots. But, uh, <laughs> I guess they are. Well, they have voices because they got the one with the Gordon Ramsay voice, who I assume does not take, you know, being yelled at very well. I don't think you could yell at Gordon Ramsay. Usually he says, like, listen, you fucking twit, or I suppose in this <laughs> robot voice, fucking knob. Yes, uh, that is basically what happens. They yell at the robots, and the robots explain that um, <clears throat> they they are. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, the robots don't say this. Lempto yells at the robots and says, "You are not fastidious. You are fast idiots." what happened you were all perfect for weeks and then you know what happened and the robot smacks Lemto across the face talks shit about his grandpa and then says we'll talk any darn way we want uh, and they don't want to live in the psychotic ugly human reality any longer they said human Chris that said human Okay. Um, and then the robots say neither are you uh, and then uh, the robot shoots Lemto and kills him and that says, Horb, you are the only understanding person. You get to live. And then the robots kill themselves in a ritual robot suicide. The end. And the end. Okay. I, um, I don't. Paris. Yes. Uh, what the fuck? I, I gotta say. That went places I didn't expect. Um, it certainly did. I never would have predicted uh, vagina napkins, as you said before. I never would have predicted um, ritual robot suicide after murdering their owner for screaming at them for giving out deer instead of beer. Yeah. Um, I also wouldn't have expected, uh, oh no, our clientele is suddenly young, single, and queer. What do we do about it? <laughs> we gotta find something to do. We're making money, but... And then they and then they just abandon that because of vaginal napkins and then things yeah I this to me okay I mean how do I feel about it it was awful it just felt really bizarre I mean it felt AI written so it felt AI generated rather so I don't really know that I have much to say about it other than that it's just total bullshit and makes no sense if it wasn't AI generated then I think we're dealing with some pretty serious like not non-comprehension of english like this whoever this person is doesn't have a good grasp on the english language if it's not i mean I, I i really feel like this whole thing was conceived when someone did the fastidious to fast idiots connection oh and yeah absolutely. they wrote a whole thing based around making that joke um paris um do you have anything else to say? Because I have a way to, I would like to close out my analysis of this story. Uh, yeah, I, again, I would, I would not recommend it. Don't read this. And, um, 
whoever wrote it, um, you should you should really uh redo this story. Please redo this story, because honestly, I th- you know robot revolts are kind of a common theme in in sci-fi, but it would just need so much work. I the whole like gamified will thing. Maybe you could make that work too. I don't know, but yeah, you really need to like connect these ideas. And also the writing was just awful. I mean, it really feels like it was generated by a computer because it doesn't make a lot of sense. So yeah, get some editors, uh, redo the story. Don't let a computer write your book. Those are, that's my advice. Okay. Uh, Paris, I am not going to do any analysis whatsoever. And instead I am going to replace that segment with me reading, um, a bunch of Gordon Ramsay quotes in a robot voice. Um, this is from <laughs> 100 Best Gordon Ramsay Quotes and Insults, according to Parade.com. My grand could do better, and she's dead. This lamb is so undercooked, it's following Mary to school. So disgusting. If you take it to Italy, you'll get arrested. The chicken crossed the road because you didn't fucking cook it. They're like a big fucking muffin. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, Chris, I, I, yeah, I think, I think that today's episode, um, just made me feel actually kind of miserable about the state of, <laughs> yes, like, of, literature. I agree. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. The the fact that you can just wander on Amazon and just pay like 99 cents or 2.99, pay any money for any of this stuff is wild. I mean, we we do it because we have a, you know, a show based around this, but other people are clearly doing this and I just can't believe that this works. I can't it makes me feel like why am I trying? Why am I not just writing dollar stories on Amazon? <laughs> I mean, they can't really be getting bought enough to be any sort of stable living, right? But what if it? But what if the short story was good? <laughs> what do you what mean? If, I'm saying, like, what if you wrote something that was actually decent and sold it for a couple bucks? I mean, people do that, and that it. I feel like an idiot for having a job. I guess is what I'm saying. Maybe you should start doing this. Maybe, maybe I should. Maybe I should. I mean, maybe these are the smart people, Paris. Have you ever considered that's the hell dimension that you're living I, in? <laughs> I said that specifically about Shannon Little. I was like, this is a brilliant way to con people out of $3. Um, oh, anyway. Uh, I, I get I'm, what you mean, though. Like, it's, it's about that, like, lowering bar for distribution is a very double-edged sword. On the one hand, it gets a lot more ideas out there. On the other hand, a lot of them are like this and a complete waste of time and of no use to anyone. Yeah. I and again, you know, if if you're working if you're working on drafts or you're Yeah, I mean, you don't need to publish them. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you can get money for them and you do, great, and you don't care about your reputation, then yeah, sure, I guess get a dollar or something. But I don't know, man. It's I'm really tired too, so I think and we've had a lot of tech problems this evening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think. It's been a true uh, cursing for the beginning of uh, season seven here. Yeah, I know. Um, well, it's it's February now, I guess. Uh, in the mm-hmm. in the distant 
future. It's weird to say that. Um, I will be, I will be older by the time this episode comes out. My birthday will have already happened. Technically, every episode that comes out, you're a little older by the time it comes out. But I will have had, I will have had my annual rotation around the sun. It will have been my birthday by the time this episode airs. So, uh, uh, and in any case, I hope, uh, hope y'all are having a lovely start to your Februarys. And, um, oh, wow. This was, this was a depressing episode for me, Paris. Yeah. It's like, depressing and it hurts my brain and i'm tired so i i don't know i don't know i feel like maybe we should come back to this maybe someday (laughs) someday someday we'll read more paul tash and shannon little someday all right paris um with that why don't we just as usual thank the patrons yeah you know what chris why don't you do it tonight Okay. I'm kind of fucking done. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, uh, we've been here quite a while dealing with this. Patrons, for helping us through this depressing slog, as you always do. (laughs) Thank you, Dari, Greg, Veronica, Will, Dee, Jared, Lynn, Senia, Yakub, Bobby, Black Hat, Lycoris, Elliot, Kieran, Martin, Jay, Scott, Luchek, Ctap1, Miri, Yanka, David, Julius, Anya, Anonymous, Patricia, Austin, Donnie, Crimson Paladin, Callum, and Laxtodes. There's a speed run of the patron list for you, much like a speed read of these books, Paris. I mean, they were um, speed written, so you know what? Yes. That's all we owe them is a speed read and a speed review. Fucking trash. <laughs> Don't read them. <laughs> if you want to help support the show, please subscribe or watch on YouTube. Leave a comment, like a video. You can also go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash terriblebookclub. For $1, or $5, or $10 a month, you can access videos, Mystery Science Theater 3000-style commentary of bad TV movies, outtakes, other random audiovisual weirdness, and of course, you can always make us read a certain book for your pleasure. We might be implementing some page count restrictions on those donations soon. We'll see if that happened by <laughs> yeah, the time we'll this see. episode comes up. You can always follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Goodreads, or message us on those platforms. Most importantly, though, we'd really love it if you shared the show on social media and told at least one person about it. You could also keep those reviews coming and we'll read them on any future episodes when we see them. Or you could just send us an email at terriblebookclub at gmail.com with whatever your heart desires to talk to us about. All right, Paris. All right. I'm done. Well, um, thank you, Chris. I'm I'm also done. I need to... I still need to do one more thing before I go to bed tonight. Um... Well, good luck with that. We're recording this all the way in November, and this will be sort of the last in our series of pre-recorded stuff. So the next episode, we should be back more energized. So there will be a huge jump in energy, hopefully, between this episode and the next. Yeah, let's hope. And uh, I don't think I ever want to go diving for cheap, weird books on Amazon again. This was like this was demoralizing. Truly devastating. <laughs> was like yes. Demoralizing. <laughs> so, oh man. All right, right. well, here's here's to a better better rest of this month, better rest of February. All right, see you later, Paris. Bye, Chris. Bye.